3: And welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One, which is typically MMA Fighting's matchmaking podcast. And we're going to kind of sort of do that on the program this week, but it'll be a little more of of a wider net, so to speak. This will be the final non-matchmaking for the previous event show for a couple of weeks now because the UFC is back on Fight Island to kick off their 2021. It kicks off this Saturday afternoon, January 16th. With the card headlined by Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. That's going to be on ESPN Plus as well as ABC. And that's what we're going to be talking about next week on the show. And then four days later, it's Michael Chiesa versus Neil Magny in the main event. And then, of course, Dustin Poirier versus the returning Conor McGregor headlining January 23rd's UFC 257 event. But this week, we're going to be doing some fantasy matchmaking for title fights, non-title fights, fights we need to see in 2021. And joining me in this venture is... Is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the prince of positivity, the one, the only Alex Kayley How are you, sir?
4: Oh my good, what an introduction, my good man, my good man, my best friend, my heck. Uh, it has been nice to kind of sort of just uh, expand our create the creative parts of our brain for the last couple of weeks, and not worry about sort of immediate, you know, matches that need to be made. Uh, I, I, I am ready. I am ready to get back to you know, kind of reacting those our quick reactions to events. But uh, but it's nice that today we we'll sort of get to cap off. Uh, these, these last couple of weeks of, of no no UFC fights and uh, and look ahead you know just look ahead a little bit. Um, I'm suspecting so so I, I, you I, you kind of set up. We're talking about championship fights. We're talking about non championship dream fights for this championship fight, uh, for both I should say. I'm trying to I'm try try to stick with fights that don't have a date. Uh, there's some I think I include that are obviously have been discussed for a long time. But I, I the only my only rule I think was if it has a, a reported or a rumored date. Then I, I I I tried to keep away from it. But other than that, I think we're pretty pretty wide open with uh, with our picks here.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. Y- you'll see in my number five that I didn't go okay. completely on that road. But uh, before we get to the top five, you mentioned the creativity and all the different things we've been trying to do. Big shout out to you all, the listeners, for making oh, the so 2021 good. predictions extravaganza the most downloaded. On to the next one. Of all time for this uh, short history of the program, so we appreciate that very much. That was a, Mike. Don't tell a, them that a crazy episode and uh, a, lot of, them, <laughs> a lot of a lot of feedback. Can't they, you can't let
4: them know they run the show. Well, we appreciate that. Numbers that is, are good. I love reader submissions, but we are not giving. We are not handing over the show to you guys. Okay, I love you guys. I love <laughs> our readers, listeners. I love you guys. We're not handing the show over to you. Okay, I don't care what the ratings say.
3: There you go. But uh, this week, we're going to run down our top five title fights, like you said, that we need to see in 2021, and also the top five non-title fights we need to see in 2021. We're going to start with the title fights, AK, because some of these matchups, like you already kind of talked about, may have already been put together. Some have not. You know, same. Some might not get put together at all when it's all said and done, depending on what happens over the next several months. But uh, we will begin with you, sir. No messing around. What is your... Number five title fight that we need to see in the year of our Lord 2021. I've got some honorable mentions, but I think I'll save those to
4: after. I'll throw some quick honorable mentions after. So my first, my number five, we're going five to one? Five to one. Five to one. My number five, it's a little bit low wattage, uh, but it's one that's it's been discussed, and I really hope it can still happen. I still want to see Jan Blachowicz versus uh, Glover Teixeira, and I am and also making that pick, my number five pick, because... This is kind of I do have to look ahead for when this matchup actually, you know, finally gets booked and starts to really come around. Uh, I think I'm, I'd be leaning towards Blachowicz to beat uh, uh, Isia Adesanya. I think I think so. That's why I'm this is my my thinking. He does successfully defend the title and then the, t- the share effect is still happens. So I know it's not the you know, they're not the two biggest mainstream names, not the sexiest matchup, but it's the right matchup to be made. That's what I want to see happen in 2021 somehow
3: my number five was ranked higher on the list before it became a thing and became Mm. official and we confirmed it to have an actual date, but it will remain at number five on my list overall. Kamar Usman versus Gilbert Burns at UFC 258. This fight needs to happen, AK, for the sole fact that this welterweight division is so, so good, yet it has lost a ton of steam since UFC 251, the top of this division, ...has kind of gone radio silent in terms of matchups, matchmaking, etc. And I think it's because we need to see the outcome of this fight on February 13th. And Leon Edwards is the only name in the top five that's tied to, besides Gilbert Burns, to any kind of a fight right now with Hamzat Shemaev. And I do want to discuss this because people have asked about it. There has been reports that it will take place on March 27th, Edwards versus Shemaev. Although I have asked around about that, those reports, I've been told, are a bit premature. Was told by one source, as a matter of fact, that reporting a date at this point is essentially, quote, like throwing a dart and hoping it lands. (laughs) So there you go. There's an Down that fight, but we still have Covington and Mazdal. We got Wonderboy Thompson, who I spoke with on Saturday. You'll hear that interview on What the Heck This Week. This fight needs to happen to get this train out of the station, so that is why it remains on my list at number five, AK
4: yeah you're right We've and it's funny we've seen some other divisions that have kind of been stuck at the top and yet still able to uh, you know our, our own uh, Jed Mishu this this weekend he wrote a nice uh, he's been doing a review of all the divisions and his his uh, review of the heavyweight division was a little glum because obviously we, you know we got the resolution of the Cormier uh, Miocic trilogy and then that was it and then the title fight the, the title feature is frozen but it's funny we still kind of it, it feels like the other guys in the top 10, except for poor Francis Ngannou, have kind of been able to still get matched up and move along. But we, you're right. We haven't seen that with Welterweight. Uh, it feels like the majority of the guys in the top 10 really have just kind of, kind of been waiting around, sitting around. Uh, so, yes, you got to shake the top of that tree, I guess, to get, to get everything moving again.
3: My number four, AK, is... Zhang Wei Li versus Rose Namajunas for pretty much the same reasons as my number five. There's just so much talent at 115, a lot of rising contenders, some potential returning contenders. There's a lot of fights I want to see at 115 in 2021, but until we have a title fight, we're kind of at a standstill in some of these other fights in terms of putting them together. So because of that, I'm going with Zhang versus Rose in the hopes that this fight does get put together. What is your number four?
4: Get out of my head. That is my number four. I, I'm pretty sure this is the last. This is the only one we're going to have the same. Uh, i looking at the rest of the rest of my list. So, but I'm not. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that this ended up on both of our lists somewhere because it is the presumed matchup outside of maybe Jessica Andrade. Which, which. Uh, oh no, sorry. Jessica Andrade is at 125 now. Yes. So this is the presumed matchup. I can't imagine unless people are really clamoring for like Tatiana Suarez to come out of nowhere and get a title shot. But I don't I think everyone knows she needs to fight, come back, fight again, get another win. And then I'd be more than happy to see her fight uh, Zhang Weili. But no, uh, Rose numbers. we need to I, I just have to we need to end this stupid, stupid drama of uh, her and her team and Dana White and the whole. show oh, she didn't want to fight Zhang Weili. It's insane. That's crazy. People need to stop questioning. <laughs> <laughs> they need to stop questioning Rose. Even though like when they say, "Oh, the, the whole bus thing," oh, I can't believe not over the bus. She she defended her world title immediately after the bus incident. How can people question this woman's mental toughness? It is—it is absurd to me. I—I uh, I know my little spiel is not going to stop people, but yeah, it's a great fight, and I think Rose is a very good matchup for uh, for Zhang Wei Lady Two. I would not—I would not say, oh, this is just a, like a mandatory title defense for Zhang, another name for her to add to her resume. Rose Lam-Jun could really beat her and, and could really become the champion again.
3: Of course, the other name in the mix, as Dana White mentioned, was Carla Sparza. So if they can't book that one, Carla gets in there. Uh, what is your number three, sir?
4: I'm going. I'm going outside of the UFC. I'm going outside of America. I I, I think I need to see this. I, I kind of want to see Kyoji Horiguchi and Juan Archuleta. Nice. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how eager Bellator will be again to do a, a champion versus champion thing because it did not work out well for Darren Caldwell. Uh, I think in that scenario you would have hoped that Darren Caldwell and K- Horiguchi would have both won one and you could have set up a trilogy bout. Horiguchi won both out pretty convincingly uh so i don't uh, he, he won by submission and the other one uh i believe went to a decision and, and i remember caldwell just didn't do enough i remember it was caldwell just doing a lot of wrestling but no offense and i think it, it was kind of weird there was really no controversy i think i think caldwell thought there was there really wasn't um so yeah if if they're open to making this an annual thing because Horikuchi is, is certainly willing to to fight other champions if they're willing to do this an annual thing i'd love to see that matchup happen Horikuchi's has lost one oh they both only lost once since 2015 uh, Horaguchi the non-title fight to Kai Sakura and he's I'd say he's got caught I think he's a better fighter and uh, Archuleta at featherweight. So Archuleta hasn't lost at 135 pounds in like forever um, So that's that'd be a 666 six, six match whether it happens in Bellator or in uh, or in Ryzen and then just be awesome
3: That was in my honorable mentions mm. um, My number three we're sticking there is Bellator here This is a Bellator pick and this mm. is no disrespect towards Emmanuel Sanchez because He is still in the mix in the Bellator Featherweight Grand Prix. But man, am I fascinated by Patricio Pitbull versus AJ McKee. I mean, this is the biggest fight Bellator can make in 2021. Of course, Pitbull has to beat Emmanuel Sanchez whenever that fight happens. But if he defends his title successfully, good gravy, AK. The excitement, the anticipation will build even more than it already has since the infamous McKee team we saw at the end of 2020 against the aforementioned Darian Caldwell. Bellator takes the number three spot AK I can't wait for that one when it happens
4: Wow McKee pitbull was also my was my honorable mention Uh, And I honestly forgot that pitbull was not already in the final you're right Uh, AJ McKee is in the final we know that Oh, okay so that's why I think I was I was considering that fight essentially books just without a date Oh wow I feel and I I like Emmanuel Sanchez Emmanuel Sanchez is a super exciting fighter Uh, And if you were to pull off the upset I mean it'd be a good fight with AJ McKee but it definitely wouldn't have that cachet We need we really really need to see that pitbull uh, AJ McKee fight happen at some point and uh, hopefully in a tournament final with a title on the line it, it would be one of the five biggest fights in Bellator history.
3: Yes I agree and million dollars on the line like that fight hopefully happens in 2021 uh, as we head to my number two it has to be Stepe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou because of the looming John Jones factor John is bulking up, he's training hard he's getting ready for his heavyweight debut and it doesn't look like That debut is going to happen until this Miacic versus Nganu fight plays out, which according to Dana White, looking like April. There is no date official yet, but it looks like April will be it. But uh, because of the John Jones factor, and he's one of the bigger stories heading into this year, that is my number two pick, A.K. What Say You?
4: Yeah, I like I like it. It didn't make my list it's on, my, on my honorable mentions. I think a, a, a few reasons. And we're just nitpicking here. Of course, the fight I want to see. But obviously, you know, we'd seen it in some form before. I'd like to imagine uh, that Francis has evolved since then and it wouldn't be a similar fight. But it's certainly in my mind. The, the, it's hard for me not to think about how that first fight went. Yeah. Um, but I do – of course, it, it would be worth running back just to see how far along Francis has come along because he's done everything he can do to prove it, that, that he's uh, that he's the number one contender again. Um, but yeah, and also there's the the cloud of Jones hanging over it is also like – actually makes it weirder for me because I do wonder, is there any po- – I'm still wondering, is there any possibility Jones slides in and gets the fight instead? Because like you said, we're, we're talking about April. You said potentially April. That's a long time from now. Four months. In MMA, four months is like four years. It, <laughs> it moves so quickly with uh, guys just getting injured, guys changing their interests. Uh, uh, Dana White and the matchmaker is deciding, Well, oh, we'd rather do this guy instead of this guy. So uh, I, that's why yeah, I think it's, that's why it was hard for me to focus on, on Milchic and Gunji. But you're right. If we're matchmaking, probably I probably do want to see that. Well, no. No, I'm a casual. I'm a casual. I, wanna, I just want to see Jones fight uh, Miocic right away. <laughs> um <laughs> my number two I'm, I'm 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 sticking with bantamweights oh god I got, i'm i'm high I'm, I'm really high on bantamweights this is no secret whoever wins the piotr jan uh Al-Zermain, sterling fight at uh, ufc 259 march 6th i gotta see him fight tj dillashaw i gotta see it i gotta see it i i people i know dillashaw cheated i know he was on the shelf for good reason uh, i know we don't know the performance instances how much those helped him in his prime during his championship run but I do know when he's in the cage, he's a hell of an exciting fighter. And I think the best 135er in the world. So some point this year, I want to see him get that tele shot.
3: I like it, AK. Mm, and had to do it. What is your number one? What is the number one title fight we have to see in 2021? My number one,
4: this is a lot of pieces that have to fall into place. So I don't know how this, <laughs> and, and the reason it's a dream fight is just because I know one of the people would have no interest in taking it. So I, I have, so only I, only I we can book it, Mike. Conor McGregor, if he becomes the champion, I don't think Demar- uh, Khabib is coming back. Conor McGregor, if he becomes the champion again, he should f- have to fight Charles Oliveira. I, Charles Oliveira should get a title fight. I I can't imagine Conor having any interest in that fight. I think he'd rather go pursue boxing again than uh, give DeBronx a title fight. But it, it this fulfills a lot of things I want to see, uh, which is again big big fight for Oliveira, him getting a title fight, and and, and I also think Conor will will beat Poirier and probably beat. So uh, maybe uh, you know maybe Hooker or Chandler in a vacant title fight. I don't know there's a lot of pieces that have to fall into place, but by the end of 2021, I'd like to see this fight happen. I don't think it will, but that's my fantasy matchup.
3: We are on the same page uh, in terms of the number one. You are mm. a little more specific than I. Mm. Um, I mean, li- I, I know we're actually taking matchups, but we just need to see a lightweight title fight, like officially on the books. That is my number one. This division is the. Biggest competitive storyline in the sport without question, AK. People have been clamoring for a tournament since Habib retired. UFC 257, like I said, has some very important matchups to determine what could happen. Dana White said they want to book Justin Gaethje versus Charles Oliveira. There's just so many moving pieces here. But we can move up more in terms of this discussion once we figure out what's going on with Habib. Him and Dana White are supposed to be meeting this week at some point. And then once we crown an official champion, you know, we can actually move this thing along here. There's just so many questions. Like, just a lightweight title fight needs to come on the books. I don't know who it's going to be at this point. Like you said, there's just so many moving pieces. But at some point, a decision needs to be made on who is going to fight for this title. I don't want to see interim attached to anything. If Habib is not ready to come back in 2021, Let's just move on and, and book a new champion. If Habib wants to come back some other time, he fights for the belt immediately. But let's just move on and put a title fight on the books. That is the most important thing that needs to happen, championship wise, in the UFC. In in MMA, personally, is the UFC lightweight division having a title fight?
4: Is that your wait? Is that
3: your number one? That's my number one. Some oh, sort of lightweight title see... fight. Yes, anything. I don't well, care,
4: Mike. I had to put you on the spot. What would be your what was the, what is the one lightweight title fight that you would want
3: to see then? This this. I want to see Mac. All right, McGregor versus Gaethje is the fight I want as as a fan. I want to see it, that but would be... that's just a crazy fight. I just want to see what would happen. There's amazing. it should have happened already. Yeah, I don't know why it hasn't since all of the trash talk and all this stuff. And I can't believe it hasn't happened already. But if I had to choose one to crown a new champion, it's that one. But again, we got Oliveira in there. I I'm with you, Ak. I think right now Charles Oliveira is the wild card here, and he could end. And I picked him to end the year as the champion. So. That's, there's a part of me why I want to see Oliveira versus Gaethje, and you'll hear that later on. I want to see how that plays out, but at the same time, it could ruin everything in terms of what the UFC probably wants to see.
4: you you got me thinking about Gaethje. He, he's an Ali guy, too. There you go. There's, like, there's that heat There's that heat there already, right? It's another Ali client. Wow. Wow, that would be something. And, and that is a fight. Oddly, I think that's a fight. Mc- I, 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 if I, I think if McGregor had to had to choose again, he doesn't have he doesn't have to do anything. If he had to choose between uh, Gaethje and, and Oliveira, he'd probably rather fight Gaethje, wouldn't he? One hundred percent. Right. Okay. And I think and 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 again, it, it, I think Oliver is so great. But fa- fans, I think probably Gaethje a little bit more of a fan favorite. Uh, I think both guys are super exciting, but for whatever reason, I think Gaethje a little bit more of a fan favorite. So yeah, I hadn't even thought of that for some reason. Probably because I, I was only looking at guys. I guess I'm just trying to ma- match winners, 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 et cetera. But Gaethje could have one or two wins this year. Who knows? That set him up for uh, a light another lightweight title shot, right? So ooh, yeah. light, you're right. Lightweight. Yeah right. We just need to see that lightweight title defended. Yeah.
3: Yes, Emporier is is yeah. no slouch. Can't wait to see Not that fight all. on January twenty third. But uh, those are the title fights. I mean, do you want to throw in a, a couple of your honorable mentions? Uh, we mentioned them already. The only other one I didn't mention was
4: uh, because I do think Adesanya will not beat Blachowicz, or at least right now, that's what I'm thinking. At some point, I want to see him defend against Kevin Holland this year. I think, I think Adesanya-Holland would be so much fun. Again, it could, that could be a, a third quarter, first quor- uh, fourth quarter of 2021 bout, but uh, I do think Holland's going to keep winning. I, I, I think uh, maybe there's a Vittori grudge match in there somewhere. I don't know. I'm not sure what it takes. Um, <laughs> who knows with him, because he could fight four times before the summer. Uh, but I do, I do think that that's a fight that, if Adisanya comes back to uh, middleweight and sticks around
0: should happen this year. Yeah. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
2: that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, hits the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
3: I will throw, uh, since we're gonna go to our top five non-title fights we need to see in 2021, my number six is Kevin Holland versus Marvin Vittori. That fight just needs to happen at some point. The Collins is speaking that man's name all year long, and I think they're both in a position now, especially if Derek Holland, excuse me, Kevin Holland beats Derek Brunson uh, on March 20th and does it convincingly. Holland versus Vitor is a, is a great matchup to make. But uh, A.K., let us begin with your number five selection for the non-title fight category here in 2021.
4: Uh, you know, not much to add here because it kind of plays off what we just said about Gaethje. I, I do want to see Gaethje fight uh, however many times. I'd love to see him fight three times in 2021. I don't know if he's being more selective now that he's kind of in that top five. He can afford to be more selective. I, win or lose, uh, whatever happens, if he does end up fighting Oliveira, win or lose, I I, I think I need to see him uh, fight Paul Felder this year. I'd Damn. love to see a Justin Gaethje-Paul Felder fight. That would just be nasty. That'd be so nasty. Paul Felder had a couple of good ones this year. So uh, yeah, just keep that train around. Really simple. Again, we're, we just kind of carry on our conversation. One two five is so loaded. We just want to see these guys get busy in all these kind of matchups and hopefully everybody fights everybody someday.
3: Like I stated before, I am very excited to see where the strawweight division goes this year. Very much looking forward to it. And I've been saying this for a little while now. At this point, much like what we're seeing in the men's featherweight division, like at featherweight to earn a title shot, I think you have to earn it by beating Max Holloway. Like, if Calvin Cater beats Max Holloway on January 16th, there is no doubt about it he's fighting for the title. That's a name that pretty much guarantees you a title fight. At 115, that name is and Jacek. She is the all-time queen of this division. Long reign, her name is synonymous with that title. And there has been a lot of talk, as we mentioned, about Carla Esparza getting the next title shot. And I don't dislike that idea at all. But... I do want to see one more win from Esparza against someone at the top, and I want to see her do it against somebody who beat her up badly years ago and took the title from her. So, if the UFC books Zhang Wei Lee versus Rose Namajunas, which I think is the favorite to happen, I think this is a no-brainer that you book the rematch between Ioani and Jacek and Carla Esparza, right? Like, if Rose wins and Joanna wins... Yeah, we got some hurdles there. we got to move some things around and make her next title of the fight make sense. It's hard to b- put you on in that fight. But if any other combination of things happen, we are good to go. I really think Carla needs that fight back. Even if she loses, at least walk into that fire and try to have a competitive fight with Ioana. That's a fight I've been wanting to see for, a, for years now. And if Esparza doesn't get the title fight, I think this is the fight to make. I don't think there's any other one that makes sense at 115.
4: It's a, it's a fair thing to do. It's a fair thing to do. Sparza, four straight wins. Uh, you, really, one of the hottest names at 115 right now. Joanna uh, has been has been on the shelf since that uh, that, that Zhang war. That's that'll be nine uh, nine months as of now. So uh, you know you could make an argument. You could make an argument that that if now if ever that sparza would have a chance to avenge that loss. I, gotta, I imagine when the odds came out, I, I'm pretty sure if if that fight were booked, Joanna would be at least a two to one favorite. But again. It's it, it, definitely better chances now than than if you uh, you know, and in the past um, And yeah, and it's a can't lose scenario for the UFC if if uh, if Esparza wins like you said It's that exclamation point on her proving that she is a, she is ready to become a world champion again uh, And then you have a fresh matchup with Zhang if uh want wins you get the you Zhang matchup We all want rematch. We all want to see anyway,
3: so uh, yeah, I like it. I like it my number four and maybe You're probably gonna shake your head. Uh, maybe this is recency bias. I'm ready. I'm ready to shake Maybe this is regional bias, AK. But after what we saw on December 19th at UFC Vegas 17, I want to see Rob Font versus Jose Aldo. I know there's the looming TJ Dillashaw factor in there that could prevent this matchup from happening. But to give Dillashaw a title fight or the Aldo fight, frankly, just doesn't seem fair to me, AK, after what he did and the suspension and all that. And I've been pretty consistent in guessing that the UFC will look to do to the best of their ability, the Dillashaw versus Uriah Faber fight, I think they will try and make that happen. But Font versus Aldo is a great fight. Aldo lost a decision to Marl Marias. Some feel that Jose Aldo won that fight, but Rob Font went in there and decimated Marl Marias, and Aldo looked Phenomenal against Cheeto Vera. Both guys called for TJ. So at worst, this could be a, a TJ Dillashaw contender fight. I am down for that, but I want to see how this plays out between those two guys. AK Font versus Aldo. It's a great matchup, especially with where things are at in this loaded and deep 135 uh, pound division. So, what is your number four, sir?
4: Well, first I'll say I like I like the Font Aldo pick. Uh... He's earned it. He's earned a big name, uh, Aldo's as big as it gets. Still super competitive, as we said, like I said, he just beat Cheeto. And, and even, again, and even in the fights he's lost at 135, he's looked really good. Uh, so definitely nothing wrong with that there. I, I have other plans for Jose Aldo, which is probably why I, I did not consider him for, for a Rob Font fight. Uh, I have other plans, which I'll reveal later. My number four, at light heavyweight, uh, both these guys are booked, which is why. So I don't care whether they win or lose their next fights. This is again. This is, I, I'm looking. I looked pretty far ahead. I think on both my lists. Uh, so this is, could be a second half 2021 thing. I'd really like to see because I don't. I'm not as high as just on this guy getting an instant title shot. Uh, I'd really like to see Yuri Prohaska. Whether he beats Dominic Reyes or not on on uh, February 27th, I'd like to see him fight Johnny Walker at some point. Uh, Johnny Walker fighting Jimmy Crute on March 27th. This is more of a stylistic thing. I'm just like I think this is two really super exciting guys, really exciting strikers, great athletes. Um, so yeah, whether it's because they both ended up losing those matchups or they both win and they need to, they both need one more win before you know getting a shot at the title. Somewhere down the road, I want to see these guys fight this year, and I think it's very very possible that, that happens because again, we really don't know what's going going to happen with the. The light heavyweight title picture after after Izzy and uh, Jan Blachowicz.
3: That is a ridiculous fight. going
4: <laughs> oh, be so fun. That's, that's so, fun. so
3: crazy. All right, I like it. What's your number
4: three? Oh, what's my number three? Oh, let's get let's get freaky. <laughs> I I say freaky by the way, not in in uh, any sort of detriment to the participants. I I say this in terms of like it's just a matchup that probably would have to be open weight. I think it's like a weird one. Uh, it'd be open weight. It would be. I don't even know what organization it would take place in. Kayla Harrison, I want to see her fight Gabby Garcia. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. Yeah, that's right. This is and look, this is number three on the list because yes, this is an unlikely fight. That Gabby has not competed in MMA since Dece- I think two years in December 2018. So I don't know if she ever even does pla- plans to fight again. It's always been hard for her to find opponents. Ryzen has constantly lined up uh, former Joshi pro wrestlers who were in their fifties against her, uh, much to the, the the ridicule from from a lot of the mainstream fans who hear about these fights, but. Look, Kayla, Kayla is she's proven she make 145. That's great. Uh, that or actually, I don't know if she made 145. One, either way, she's proven she can make the non-title featherweight limit. Uh, and Gabby is probably closer to uh, Kayla's natural size, you know, before the weight cut. So I think it'd be a fun fight for Kayla. I, I would certainly pick Kayla to win. I don't think Gabby is a particularly uh, great mixed martial artist. But I think it'd be fun. I need to see that for Verizon. And and look, PFL has been very open about letting Kayla compete uh, outside of the organization. Or or they they uh, I don't know if she's doing if they're doing a lightweight is she are they doing a lightweight season a women's lightweights for twenty twenty one? I believe they are. Are they gonna are, try okay. That might complicate things. So uh, if, if that happens, uh, then, then it would happen. You know, this would probably happen in Ryzen or another organization. If it doesn't happen, then you keep Kayla busy and give her fights in the PFL by giving her exhibition opponents uh, or special attraction opponents, whatever you want to call it. And I think Gabby Garcia would be so, so much fun.
3: Can headline the next uh, fight circus event.
4: Oh, don't get me started.
3: <laughs> uh, my number three. And maybe this is cheating because it could end up being a title fight when it actually happens. But I want to see the former UFC lightweight champion, the newest member of the Professional Fighters League lightweight roster, take on the man who has won the last $2 million titles for the promotion, uh, Nathan Schulte. Pettis has already been looking at that matchup. He's in a great place physically. He's in a great place mentally. And as soon as he signed with the PFL, this was the matchup everybody was looking at. And I'm sure the PFL is going to try to do everything they can to shape up the brackets to make sure they meet in the finals. But you never know. This is a crazy sport and anything can happen. Um, and you know what? The million dollar prize means more than like a PFL title belt, probably. So in a way I don't really consider it a title fight. So I can't wait to see how those, that plays out if they both get there, which I I assume odds wise, probably a pretty safe bet. So I'm going a little hipster with this one, AK Pettis versus Schulte. And then, uh,
4: I, I also I also cheated. I can put that on my uh, honorable mention. You're I, I, that's right. Sorry, I, I hadn't thought of it. I think when we were talking title fights, I think we usually meant non-vacant. I think right, I, I right, right. Was, We're, we're cheating. We look. We can move the goalposts as much as we want. All right. Right. Yeah. We we meant title defenses. Okay. Yeah. This would be obviously it's a it's essentially a vacant title every year. PFL, right? It's you're you're the reigning champion, but the same way that like a you know some of the NFL or the NBA, a team is a reigning champion. You're not really you know you don't really hold on to it. Um. I love that matchup. Yeah, I hope they do everything they can to make it happen. Uh, there's a lot of wrestlers, you know, people have been saying, a lot of wrestlers in the PFL lightweight division, which has been uh, Pettis' foil in the past. So hopefully uh, he can get past that. He's at the point where it's not an issue. But um, yeah, and that's a huge, that and that would be a huge fight for the PFL because you have uh, either Nathan Schultz become a three-time champion and get a signature win over a guy that is a very popular name in MMA, or you you're you're, you're vindicated with this big signing. He comes in, wins one of your tournaments instant star hey you guys you know anthony pettis guess what he's our champion now so yeah i think that fight whatever you guys these guys got to do whatever however they got to fudge the brackets please bfl make this happen
3: yes make that fight happen at some point even if you do it in the first round i mean just the first round
4: <laughs> maybe, maybe do it right just to avoid, just not to because they can meet the theoretically you can fight during the regular season and fight again in the playoffs
3: yeah if you lose the first fight you're not out it's not a tournament yeah just get right back in there and give him, a, give him a, a softball in the second round. Let him get a first round submission, get all the points and, and get right into that playoffs. Instant rematch. Rematch in the playoffs. Look at that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my number two, also outside of the UFC, but this needs no explanation. It just rules, just saying the names out loud in the wonderful world of Bellator MMA. It is Yoel Romero versus Anthony Rumble Johnson. Two massive signings. From the UFC, throw them right in there and let them do their thing. Let them handle business. The build would be great. The entrances will be great. The face-offs will be great. The managers going back and forth at each other on social media will be great. The fight will probably end in vicious fashion. That is my number two, AK. Yoel Romero versus Anthony Johnson.
4: This is this is malpractice. This fight has never made. Bellator, uh, don't mess around. Don't mess around and try and do like a do like a mini. You don't need like a little mini tournament thing or anything. Or again, if you do decide to do a light heavyweight tournament, then you just match them up in the first round. We 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 don't need any finagling. Like, oh yeah, well maybe if your well gets past this guy, and maybe you know we want we want to see how Rumble looks. He has fun. of you no, no, we don't we don't care. <laughs> maybe, maybe Rumble's rusty as hell, and your well knocks him out in 30 seconds, or vice versa. Maybe Rumble is is as much of a beast as ever, and he knocks out your well in 30 seconds. We don't care. We want to see the weight. We want to see these two, you know, huge 205ers. Uh, just, just step in that cage and just throw it down. So, uh, yes, don't overthink this one, Scott Coker and uh, Rich Chu and everyone else at Bellator. Don't overthink it. Just, just make it happen.
3: Absolutely. And what is uh, do, do we get your number two?
4: Oh no, no, no. My, right, yes, my number two. Uh, I think people, some people will be surprised is not my number one. Well, really, because my number one, I said this on a on a recent show with our our pal for out to practice that. My number one wish for 2021 is just to see this guy fight because we were deprived of his. <laughs> We're deprived of him competing in uh, 2020. And we, and we had a tease that he, he had a great, great matchup, which fell through. Ryan Hall needs to fight. Ryan Hall needs to. Fight. I need to see Ryan Hall fight. I need to see Ryan Hall fight and the matchup that's right in front of everybody's faces. We've mentioned it on previous episodes of on to the next one. Fans have called for it. It has to happen this year. I feel like uh, Ryan Hall and Bryce Mitchell. Uh, Bryce Mitchell's on his way up. He's just such an, such an exciting fighter, uh, a p- great, great, super athletic grappler. I want to see him put that grappling up against Ryan Hall. We all want to see it, so that's uh, that's a str- almost number one. I flipped, I flip flopped at the end, but this was originally my number one. It, it's a very, very, very close number two. So please, Ryan Hall, just get you know, and, and and the fight gods, let's let's get this guy back to work.
3: I like it. One of our uh, competitor websites did like a top list of fights in need to see, and they said Bryce Mitchell versus Crone Gracie. I'm like, what? How is Ryan Hall not in that discussion? Let's go. <laughs> What? How dare they? How dare they? The disrespect. How do you even think about that? Crone Gracie hasn't fought in, like, what, two years now? I mean, come on. Is he still fighting in MMA? I don't know. That's why I was, like, so flabbergasted by that pick. I'm like, the guys had, like, five fights. Bryce Mitchell's in the top 15, just had two massive wins back-to-back, and you're going to backslide him to Crone Gracie? What?! No disrespect to Chrome, but he's in the top fifteen. We're going all the way back to a guy who's like six pro fights and is coming off a loss to Cub Swanson. Come on.
4: This this would not be the first time that Gracie has suffered a humbling loss in MMA and just not fighting. I, I would just tell people go, Google the history of Gracie guys fighting MMA. You'd be surprised how many times it's like they their their first loss of their career is their last MMA fight. They're just like, yep, all right, I'm good.
3: <laughs> yeah, I had my fun.
4: It was I was having fun. It was great when I was rolling, and uh, I, I did not like I did not like getting punched in the face as much. I'll see you later.
3: There you go. <laughs> what is your number one, sir? My
4: number one, this is, uh, I said, look, I had my plans for for Jose Aldo, the all-time great. I don't know how this fight's going to happen because, again, I'm matching him up with another veteran. Uh, you know, I, I, one of the fights I considered was, well, I'll say it right now. My number one, Jose Aldo and Dominic Cruz. I... I've wanted to see this fight for so long. I think originally, I think we all had hoped, if we're talking like years ago, maybe Cruz would go up to 145. This is when, you know, before we thought Aldo was impossible, go down to to 135. Now that we know they can both fight at 135, I mean, it seems likely. Uh, Cruz, of course, is going to fight Corey Sanhagen. Uh, There's still the matchup. Still, we all kind of want to see Frankie Edgar. No, Uh, Cruz is fighting Casey Kenny. Oh, Cruz is fighting Kenny. Frankie Edgar is fighting Corey Sanhagen. Correct. Okay, I'm sorry. I got those backwards. Either way, they're both occupied both facing tough young opponents who they might lose to. Um, so but so I do want to see Edgar and Cruz fight as well. But I figured if I'm fantasy matchmaking, let me go way outside the box here and do one that hasn't really been brought up recently anyway. Uh, and, and yeah, I think just Jose Aldo versus Donald Cruz would be a classic matchup. It's one I want to see before both guys retire. You know, I don't know how many fights these guys have left, right? It could be one, could be two. Um, so uh, as cool as it is to match them up with young guys, like you said, Cruz and Kenny, c- cool matchup, cool matchup. I I love I don't mind seeing the UFC uh, matchmakers use their veterans in that way to see to kind of test up and comers I also still want to see legends fights too Uh, uh, UFC has produced a lot a lot of great legends fights Uh, even though they've never fully committed to like a legends league They've produced a lot of these great fights between fan favorites and uh, and again Maybe maybe a little bit past their prime, but still really good And I think that's where Aldo and Cruz are too. It's like yeah, they're not in their athletic prime But skill wise these guys are sharp as ever
3: My number one is going to seem kind of weird considering how we ended the number one title fight conversation. Um, But it's Gaethje versus Oliveira. Massive fight at 155. This is the second, I guess, how I feel it's going to play out is that McGregor's going to fight Poirier. I feel like Chandler and Hooker is a. Is an important fight, but I don't think it's a number one contender fight. Mm. I think they will book Gaethje versus Oliveira, and then the two winners will fight later on in the year. So I think that's how this is going to play out. And this is a a huge fight at 55. Like these are the if it's not McGregor and Poirier, these are the next two guys. Even if Chandler goes out there and smashes Dan Hooker in like two minutes, I still feel like both these guys are higher up on the on the pecking order than than Hooker or Chandler. So. To me, the winner of that main event should fight the winner of Gaethje versus Oliveira. That's your title fight. I love it. It's fascinating. I have no idea how that fight plays out. That's my number one.
4: We mentioned Gaethje a lot on the show, eh? Great. Isn't Justin Gaethje a great fighter? Uh, He's great. If, if we got a couple of Justin Gaethje fights this year and a couple of Ryan Hall fights this year, 2021's <laughs> already a winner. I don't even care. Uh, 20, that's a big win for 2021. I don't even care about any of these other matchups. Give me two Gaethjes, give me two Ryan Halls. Everything else is just gravy. Um... Honorable mentions? Should okay. I, uh, shall I? Okay. Well, and again, not too many. I, I mentioned Schulte Pettis. I do hope that that, again, happens either during the regular season or that the cards fall just right for PFL and they get that as their tournament final. That'd be amazing. Otherwise, uh, hashtag Marlon on Marlon. You know, uh, Marlon on <laughs> and uh, Marlon Chito Vera, It's got to happen. And um, hashtag, I'm still, uh, hashtag Lobby for Robbie. Still doing it for Tim Means. I still think that's the fight for Tim Means. He's he deserves a big fight. Uh, he's looked really good lately, and and I think it's a good matchup for Robbie too. One, one of those. If this fight doesn't bring out you know the the old Robbie Lawler, then maybe the old Robbie Lawler uh, is is gone forever. So, um, I think a good matchup for both guys. So yeah, those are just a couple of ones I'm looking at.
3: So ones we've already mentioned. I get a few honorable mentions. Uh, James Krause versus Joaquin Buckley, obviously, uh, and, also God, versus, and also James Krause versus also James Kraus versus Diego Sanchez. Yeah, a fight I never thought I wanted to see. I kind of want to see it now after uh, him being on what the heck and the uh, all the talk there and the, 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 the DM that Diego Sanchez said, James Krause, about Kraus talking smack about his mentor, Joshua Fabia. Uh, I kind of want to see that. And the other one that's on my list, Masvidal versus Wonderboy. NMF versus BMF. I want to uh. see that fight at some point in 2021. And I feel I feel like Mazdal is going to have to fight like three or four times at this point to even get some sort of buzz back. Because I remember we were talking about like whether or not Mazdal has lost some steam and lost some fans over these last... And I kind of argued against that. But now, I feel like is, uh has taken quite a few steps back in terms of how fans view him due to his political stances and things that he has said. Um, so I think, and this is something that happens in sports all the time, ask Tiger Woods about it. Once you go out there and perform and win, it takes all that negative stuff away in the sports world. Mm-hmm. So he needs to get out there, and he needs to fight, and he needs to fight often. But that's one of the fights I want to see.
4: You want Masvidal, Wonderboy, more than
3: Masvidal versus Covington. Even if, like... <laughs> I don't care. I mean, Masvidal-Covington, I think, is going to end up happening. But even yeah. if they do Masvidal, even if is like, no, I don't want to fight this bomb, I'll fight Wonderboy instead. He's more respectful. I'm fine with that, too. But at some point, whether Masvidal fights Covington, I'd like to see Masvidal-Wonderboy one more time and just see how that plays out. I think I think Wonderboy deserves a fight like that. He's already beat him. So that would be fun for Masvidal to try to get that one back. And I think with, one, with what Wonderboy has done, the last two opponents they've given him, Which is Luke A and freaking Jeff Neal? Give the man what he wants. Give him a shot against the biggest star in the division, and if he wins, gets one more shot at the belt. I like it. That uh,
4: that Cross Buckley thing not happening is a mystery. Eh, there's something. I do wonder if if the matchmakers think Krause is too much for Buckley at this stage of his career, maybe. Uh, this is just speculation, by the way. We well, this speculation. There's not not anything we've heard. There's not anything either the fighters have said. This is just, uh, if anything, based on what both fighters have said, this match should have happened friggin' two months ago. Uh, so it is it is strange. It is very strange that they haven't even thought of, um, that we have heard no rumor of this fight like being in the works. It doesn't sound like the is interested in putting it together, I don't know why. My theory would be that they think they don't want to derail the hype train of Buckley. I I think someone at the UFC thinks that Cross might be too much for Buckley right now.
3: You're probably right. That's what I think. It's a risky fight against a guy who doesn't fight that often, but when he fights, he wins. James Mm -hmm. Cross always he just seems to always win. He's he's very good. Yeah, and he'll doesn't matter the circumstance. He'll fly to Abu Dhabi on two weeks' notice and fight a guy on a 14 fight winning streak and beat him like that on one leg. That's exactly what he just did. So. But I, may, I think the weight classes might have had something to do with it as well. Since Kraus fights at 70, Buckley fights at 85. Maybe Kraus didn't want to go up to 85. Didn't seem like Buckley wanted to go down to 70. Although Krauss I don't think he cares. He'd fight at 85 or 95 or wherever. If you book him a fight, he's going to say yes, and he's going to take it. But, I, I mean, to see people actually say that James Krauss is ducking Joaquin Buckley... What an absurd, asinine statement! That's based unreal. on what? I have no idea that could be <laughs> based on. The guy fought on, Trevin Giles up a weight class on twenty-four hours' notice last year. Like, do who people brought, forget about that? Who brought it up first? Didn't Kraus bring it up first? Didn't Kraus bring up that he
4: disliked Buckley first, or maybe not? Buckley called him out first.
3: Buckley was on what the heck, and I said, "What do you want next?" And he said, "He wants to." He goes, "Tell James Kraus I want to fight him." Uh, yeah, he yeah, sent yeah. me. A, we had a DM discussion. It was bro code. Didn't want to re- reveal it. Right. And then after Kraus won, I sent. I remember exactly how this happened. Go on our Slack channel, and I sent Jose Young's a DM, and I said, "Ask Kraus what his problem with Joaquin Buckley is." And he asked him, and then Kraus went gangster <laughs> on everybody. <laughs> he yeah. he's
4: not ducking Buckley. No, he he clearly wants it, Mike. Of the of all the fights we've discussed today, if you can recall, of all the fights we've discussed today, what do you think is the most likely? Which one uh, uh, that that don't have a reported date? By the way, sorry, that don't have a reported date. Which one do you think is most likely to happen? Sheesh, I'll pick mine too. I'm not actually gonna look at my list right. From now.
3: mine, um,
4: from not from either 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 championship or not either one. Uh, any of either of the list we, we we made.
3: <sighs> I'll say Romero versus Rumble. Oh, is oh the most like, I think that's the most likely. Yeah, because there's not a
4: lot in the way of it, right? Other than other like there's no titles on the line. Titles, I mean, are a little bit trickier usually because you know. But uh, yeah, no titles on the line. They're trying to make a big splash. It would just be so random if they both gave them kind of like non, like tune-up fights or something. Oh, man, it'd be weird. I don't want to see that.
3: I don't want to see that. Nobody wants to see that. These guys are going to fight at like three different weight classes. So even if like, (laughs) that's what he said. So even if like, even if Romero beats Rumble, he could just be like, ah, 205 isn't my weight class. I'll just go back up to heavyweight and start knocking out the, the, you know, the Matt Mitriones of the world. There's, there's plenty of time for squash matches. Let's put it that way. Just yes. Let's
4: let's let's get the, let's get the big splash out of the way. They can squash guys. Later. You can put them on the MVP diet later. <laughs> um, I think I think I'm very optimistic that we'll see Zhang and and Rose booked. I hope so. Yeah. Despite, despite all the chatter, despite all the weird chatter around it. Uh, I somewhat agree with kind of what Pat Barry and Herbol said that there must be some. They kind of politely called it a miscommunication. I feel like I might have been a little more malicious than that when it comes to the, you know, Dana White when he says these public things about fighters. Uh, but I agree. M- maybe some wires got crossed. I I just think that there's money to be made there. It's a competitive fight. So yes, I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna for people looking forward to that fight, I am I'm definitely looking at the bright side of things, and I think some point in the first. Gosh, maybe not in the first quarter, but early, early second quarter, at least early second quarter, twenty twenty one, we will see this fight book. So that's that for me. Is of all the matches we discussed, I think uh, is not just a dream about. It. I think it's
0: it's going to happen.
3: Yeah, I think H.E. Oliveira happens. Ooh. Um oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how if you don't book Gen J Check versus Asparza 2, Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing here? I I don't know. I could see I could see the UFC. Why? I, it's, I, it's, I, it's I mean that one. Yeah, I mean, it's too I, logical. It's too logical,
4: Mike. That's too you're sensical. Way,
3: way too logical. There's no other fight that makes any sense. Like, Nina's, Why? like, just look at who's already booked. You cannot, I don't want to see them throw, like, Amanda Hibas. And Joanna and Amanda Hibas are, like, our teammates. They're both at ATT, so matching them up makes no sense. Then you got Ansaroff, you got Mackenzie Dern, you get some of these up and coming. Tontiadas Warriors is coming back. But, man. Like, it's just right there. It's too easy. The storyline is built. and Jacek beat the brakes off Carla Esparza. She didn't want to talk about that fight for years. And now she wants it. She's okay with it now. She's gotten past the, I can't believe this just happened to me. I've won four in a row. But, I mean, Carla's a good fighter. And if you gave her a title shot right now, I wouldn't complain. But to me, she needs one more win. And if you beat the boogie woman, there's no doubt about it. You're not a gatekeeper anymore like you say you are. You're the number one Damn contender if you beat Ioanni and Jacek.
4: Mike, you're making a lot of sense. Damn I want to see the matchup. I think a lot of people want to see it, and I just don't want you to get hurt. Yeah. I, I just don't want you to get hurt. You're really fired up about it, and I think it, but it's. <laughs> we've seen them. We've seen that there's the the matchmakers can be, can be somewhat capricious in their nature, so I'm just. I just want to brace you for that.
3: I know. All. This fight makes more sense than literally any other fight in this division outside <laughs> of the title fight. Mm-hmm. But we know it's going to happen. But listen, we want to. I know AK waxed poetically on saying we're not turning the show over to you guys, but we do want you to be involved in the program. So we would like to hear your suggestions for top five fights you need to see, whether it be championship or non-championship, because there's so many to choose from, obviously. So go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. He is at Alexander K. Lee. I am at Mike Heck underscore Jr. A.K. I have to say I am excited to get back to the Monday morning matchmaking next week, talking the fallout of UFC Fight Island seven Holloway versus Cater. What do you think? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I have to ask, are we also
4: going to be doing some Thursday morning matchmaking? That's with a... the mid with the midweek card or try and or are we going to try and stack you know, make make a longer show. It's weird. We, or we could stack the Sunday show with matchups from Wednesday and Saturday. The the next next Saturday show.
3: You know what the beauty of Wednesday's card is? The twentieth is that mm. the prelims for that card start at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm so Delicious. we could do like oh my god we could do post fight show we could do on to the next one record that got, like we could do so could, much they could, they could have it on to the next one later that night <laughs> we could do we could do a live on to the next one on youtube oh, if we right. wanted to this is just so much like, this is insane. unbelievable to think about but yeah we're not making I, any
4: promises guys we're not making any promises we're just much like the ufc much like the, the concept of this very show we just did today we're just throwing stuff out we're just throwing possibilities out there okay so.
3: yes so maybe that is a possibility but I like it. I like, I like where your head's at. But I'd rather get it done. You know what I mean? Just get it out of the way. It's fresh and give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. But until then, for AK Lee, I am Mike Hack. Remember, do not take this too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. And we're going to have a lot of fun right here next week. Matchmaking UFC Fight Island 7 on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.